You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. All right, we're tracking down heels. The goat, he's at, I think he's at Melbourne Airport, coming home after the awarding of the Cameron Smith Player of the Year last night. Beauty. Good morning, mate. How are you? Morning, fellas. How are we going? Good. How was it? That no, was a great night, actually. Um, uh, it's been a while, actually, uh, since I've seen a lot of the faces at the Melbourne Storm. So it was um, it was good to obviously get the opportunity to present the award, but um, nice to be able to catch up with you know so many people that I spent a lot of time of not only my career but my life um, alongside every day at training. Um, but yeah, very enjoyable and um, some very worthy winners um, at the Storm Awards last night. Also, was it a sedate affair? How was your, how was your behaviour? I see. No, I, you'll notice good. I'm not speaking loudly this morning. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. No, I went in. Uh, I went in there with uh, with Billy Slater. Actually, he had to present another award, so we were we were very well behaved. And Smithy, he acted, um, uh, very politely, yes. The emotion of the farewells to players leaving. Yeah, it was it was quite an emotional um, night um, during that period, heels, because um, you know the club farewelled, um, you know, a, a handful of guys that have made wonderful contributions during their time at the club. You know, particularly the, the Bromwich brothers, Kenny and Jesse, they'd been a part of the organisation since two thousand and eight. Um, multiple premiership winners um, and made a huge difference to, to, the, to the club and, and the people around there and particularly the young guys coming through over the last couple of years. Um, so, you know, sending those guys off, Brandon Smith also um, and and uh, Felice Kafusi. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a really nice part of the night. Um, a little bit sad, but uh, once the awards were over, they all... Um, yeah, they all uh, got their dancing shoes on and, and started the party, and that was when I exited. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but do you, did you get to spend time? Were you sitting with uh, Craig Bellamy? Yeah, I actually um, got to sit on uh, Craig's table. I was sitting next to him. And um, how's and his, uh, you know, motivation to get this rebuild started? Oh, don't worry. He um, he spoke a couple of times. He was on stage several yes. times last night for you know, different different things, and every, each time he was up there, he... He spoke about you know the disappointment of the way the team finished this year, and and also about you know what will be going into preparation next year. And I actually um, he, he shared a, a bit of a moment of um, in their last game, so um, you know talking about um, you know sort of the loss and and what happened, and you know he sort of told the group that he was disappointed with the way they they bowed out. Particularly because you know there was four guys there that were played in their last game, mm. and he before they even left the dressing sheds in the last game, he spoke about how uh, 
how he wanted them to turn up day one of pre-season. They're, they're, uh, most of the guys are back November 1 this year, which is fairly early for the Melbourne Storm. They're usually back sort of a little bit later on in the piece. But um, several times last night, Heels, he, he spoke about the pre-season and, and how big it's going to be and how big it needs to be if they want to get back to you know, going deep into the finals in 2023. That's, that's great thinking, Paddy, because it's too often in sport, you lose a superstar team and then you continue to to train the new boys like the superstars you've just finished with. So mm. that's really good. Mm. Yeah, well, I bet that's one thing you don't miss, the uh, the pre-seasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he mentioned it, I just went, oh, I had shivers down the spine straight away. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it, it, it should be mentioned that both the player's player and the inaugural winner of the Cameron Smith Player of the Year was Cameron Munster. Um, obviously plenty of talk. Have you got any inside gossip? Because we keep hearing that the decision on his future is, is imminent. Uh, no inside gossip, no. And he looked, he looked pretty relaxed, um, Cameron Munster, last night, to be honest. Um, he and his partner Bianca were there, and um, they looked like they had a really enjoyable night. And, and as you mentioned, Paddy, he picked up um, both you know, the, the, the Player of the Year and the Members Player of the Year, so he sort of cleaned up all the big awards um, last night, but no, nothing. There was no, there was no sort of um, clue or any inkling into what his decision is going to be. I think he actually, he made a, little, a funny little joke afterwards after he, he got the double, the members and, and the player, um, player of the year award, um, that he'll have to sit down and have a discussion with Matt Tripp about maybe finding some more money for him to stay. <laughs> <laughs> if they want him to stay on, but, um, no, look, no more information. And, and as I said, yeah, he didn't give any sort of clues as to what was going on. And he wasn't really pushed about it either, yeah. um, as you can imagine, at a night like that. So um, I, I, he'll, be off to, he'll be off to the World Cup soon. Yeah. So um, he's, got a, he's got a bit of thinking to do over the next you know, eight weeks that he's away overseas. Have, look, and we'll get off this topic in a minute because it is grand final week. But have you got a gut yeah. feeling about what he might do? Well, the gut feeling that I have, and, and, and it's really just because of if I, if I put myself in his shoes um, and, and think of it that way, I, I feel as though like because he started at this club at such a young age, um, he's done some wonderful things here. And you know, we've, we've heard from his agent, Brayton Astor, on television say several times that Melbourne Storm are now in the ballpark of, of where his offer should be. Mm. Um, I, I, I'm just thinking that if if he wanted to remain a Melbourne Storm player, um, a club that he's been a part of since he was a teenager, and the offer was thereabouts of um, other teams' offers that have that have uh, come in, I think I think the contract would have been signed by now. That that's my gut feeling. And and you know, like, don't get me wrong, I, I want I would love Cameron Munster to stay. A Melbourne Storm player, um, you know, being a former player yeah. of the football club, but I just get the feeling that um, if he was going to stay, there would have been a contract signed already. So I get the feeling that he, he may be on the move after twenty twenty three. Okay, mm. all right, let's just, go. Just grand before final, we yeah. go on the grand final, too, Paddy, how how good is it and different is it, um, Cameron, that Samoa have got eight grand finalists this weekend in their World Cup squad. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what, fellas, I actually I had a quick discussion with um, you know the two Bromwich brothers and 
and uh, Felice Kafusi about this, and uh, just talking about the strength of you know the Polynesian teams in in the uh, the World Cup this year. And yeah, they they both said, look, it's going to be interesting. Felice Kafusi, he's he's actually one of the guys that um, he'll be playing for Tonga um, in the World Cup. So oh look, it, it's fantastic. It's fantastic that um, you know this World Cup is going to be the most competitive we've seen in a long, long time. Um, and and who knows, like. With the strength of the, these squads going over there, you just you just don't know who will be in the final. Whether yeah. it be the kangaroos in there, um, whether it be you know the kiwis, because I think the way it's set up is that if the kiwis and the kangaroos both go through undefeated through their pool matches, they'll actually meet each other in the semi-finals. Yeah, well. So it'll it'll only be it'll be one or the other playing in the final against whoever else gets through. Yeah, I agree, mate. I mean, I reckon this is one of the best ever in, in mm. all World Cups in the past, and and most internationals. It's been, you know, who meets Australia in the in the grand final? Yes. Is it is it you yes. know depending what era we're in? It's either New Zealand or England, uh, or Britain or mm. you know Great Britain. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. This is this is one of the most open, and I I'm, I think it's great for the game. Hey, we better get on to the grand yeah. final. It's uh, it's seven twelve. Uh, here, breakfast with Patton Heels. Our special guest uh, is the goat, is Cameron Smith, talking all things league. Um, what What are your thoughts on this game? I don't, we know that the bookies' thoughts are that Penrith come in as odds-on favourites. Yeah, look, I still I still think that Penrith um, it's it's theirs to lose. Uh, yeah, just just given their squad and um, their experience at this time of year. Yeah, they've this is their third consecutive grand final. Uh, lost in 2020, they won last year, um, as everyone knows, and they've got a, a pretty much a full strength squad. Um, apart from Taylor May not being there, uh, I think it's I think it's their strongest squad that they can field. So um, it, it, I feel as though it's it's their game if if they want it. But in saying that, like I, I'm I'm certainly not in a position, um, or like many others, to say look, it's it's a one horse race. Because I've watched Param- I've watched Parramatta a fair bit this year. I've worked on a lot of their games, and their best football is as good as Penrith's. And and it's shown with with the results this year. They they're the only team that have beaten Penrith twice this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they did it they did it against Penrith when they when Penrith were at their home ground. It was the first time they lost in something like twenty six matches at home. Um, so they're not they're not a team that that fear the Panthers. They're not a team that that um, doubt themselves, um, you know, with their game uh, matching up against um, the Penrith Panthers either. Um, but it is a huge task this week. There's no doubt about that because this is the this football team has been in a grand final. It's the first time they've been past the second week of the finals in 13 years. So um, I guess you'd look at it one or two ways. They, they come into this with a fair bit of nerves being their first grand final, or they think, well, we've got nothing to lose. All the pressure is on Penrith. So it's, it's, it's a bit of a, a different one with the way they approach this game um, from a, 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 men, a, a mental side. Um, but for mine, if, if Parramatta are to win, I think we need to see you know, big games, huge games from both uh, Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown, the, the halfback and 5'8 for Parramatta. We know the quality of uh, Parramatta's forward pack, particularly Junior Bolo, um, Sean Lane, and, and Regan Campbell-Gillard, who I feel over the last month has been the best front runner in the comp. Mm. So um, we know they're going to go out and, and do their job and, and really take it to the Penrith forwards. 
I just I just think that you know Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses they really need to stand up this week. Those two, although you know they they won the game last week against Cowboys and um, they snuck past them in the end, they were a little bit quiet. Those two guys. So in these big matches, you need your you need your key position players to stand up and really have a huge influence on the match. Yeah. Do you, Do you think um, the Cowboys might have blown a chance there in that match, twenty twelve up? The Cowboys heels. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I. You know, watching watching that game, they were well. They were up by eight points with about what seven minutes to go, something like that. Yeah. Um. Or, or you know, twelve minutes to go. So if, if when you're in that position, particularly um, in a in a high stakes game like that, you really need to to ice the game. Um. You need to find your you know, your leaders in in your team to to make sure that you you get that home. And um, Cowboys just didn't have that, unfortunately. And and maybe that was part of. Um, was such a positive for them throughout the season. It come back to hurt them a little bit, but um, they had their opportunities. And I know, you know, there was there was a fair bit of focus on Parramatta's first try um, after the game. You know, talking about the forward pass, and well, if that didn't happen, then yeah, the Cowboys would have gone through. But the Cowboys had more than um, a handful of opportunities to, to win that game. They were they were in a position to win it, as I said, with you know around ten minutes to go. But yeah. unfortunately, they missed out. But the great thing about that is, you know, looking at that seventeen for the Cowboys um, last week, I think they're only losing one player out of that squad next year, and that's Tom Gilbert, who'll be going to the Dolphins. Yeah. So that's something that they can build on and um, learn from that experience last week. Yeah, they all love the coach as well. So, yeah, yeah you're right. The, the foundations are there. Hey, uh, we're going to take a break. It's coming on to 717. Uh, what do I ask you after the break about thoughts on Nathan Cleary? Obviously, so many people believe he holds the key to this decider. Mm-hmm. You were integral in the planning with the Maroons this year where you, you tended to negate Cleary's influence over the big games. We'll mm-hmm. see what you think about that. Grant's been on the text line, 0467 736 736. Does Cam have any idea about Cooper Johns? Uh, where he may have it. So that it really only announced uh, Cam yesterday, wasn't it, that he's another one that's uh, leaving the storm. So it would have been a big night of farewells there last night. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so Cooper Johns included in the farewells. And, um, yeah, just the news broke yesterday, so I only found out about that same time as everyone else did. Um, and Craig... Um, touched on you know, Cooper's time at the club really quickly, but yeah, no news actually of mm-hmm. of what Cooper will be doing next year. Whether he signed with another club or not, I'm I'm not too sure. But he was out of contract at the Melbourne Storm, um, so I'm, I guess the situation was that uh, yeah, the club didn't renew or extend any any contract. So, um, but yeah, we I hope, I hope he continues playing. He's, he's a good young player, and he's been great for. Um, you know, the, the Melbourne Storm organisation, not just on the footy field with his work, you know, playing mostly in the reserve grade, but he's a great fellow to have around the footy club as well, mm. um, particularly all the young boys. He kept everyone quite entertained and upbeat um, through those tough periods. So, yeah, hopefully he finds another club um, for next season, Cooper. You and Billy together last night. You and Billy were together for the uh, Origin Series. And, uh, I mean, it's mm. it's impossible to negate Cleary completely. But Queensland managed to keep him quietish during that Origin series. What do you think the message will be from Brad Arthur to his team, re Nathan Cleary? Oh, there's no. Oh well, it's. I don't think there's any secret that yeah he'll have a target on his head. He has to because he holds. He does hold the key for Penrith. You can see 
um, you know, with the style of play that they play and their game plan, Howie, he's just so central to to what they do. Um, particularly when they have the football. Now he's a, he's a he's only a young man. He's still only twenty four, and um, you know he he does a great job defensively. Um, he's not afraid to get his body in front of people. So you know, sort of sending guys at him. That's not going to really do too much, but it, it it wouldn't be a bad tactic because the more tackles he makes, I guess it, it it's going to take a little bit of energy out of him when he does have the football. Um, but Parramatta, they just when they've got the ball, they really just need to back their own game plan. I just I don't think they need to go chasing anyone in particular in that footy side. I think they just need to back themselves, not worry about too much about what Penrith do defensively. Um, when Parramatta are at their best, they've got a good mixture of you know hard physical, um, energetic running, and also using their skill to to shift the the football and moving defences around. So I think that that really they need to get into that style straight away. They, they they can't afford to get stuck into trying to run through Penrith or run over Penrith because they're so well drilled defensively, the Panthers. Um, but when Penrith do have the football, I think you know they need to really focus on on where Nathan is, um, where he's positioned, uh, where he's setting up, particularly with their uh, with their big plays and, and their and their last play kicks, because it's such a weapon. We've seen through the the two finals games that they played this year. Like his kick his kicking game has been such a weapon for Penrith. You know, putting you know, wingers under pressure and fullbacks under pressure, and, and even getting turnovers. Mm. They did it to Parramatta in the first game, where he sort of <laughs> he gave Wonga Blake nightmares mm, all yep. night, and just he dropped an early ball, and that was it. He was gone. So, you know, what what they need to do is is find find a they need to find a way to um, be aware of where he's positioned on the field when they have the football, and make sure. That they've got a player going at him all night. They they real they that's they have to do it because I feel as though if you can if you can take away his time and space and put put him under pressure, then I think everyone else around him feels that pressure as well because he's not allowed to play his natural game. You know, yeah. when when you give him when you give him time to make decisions, he's as good as any player in the competition. He'll he'll pick the right decision nine times out of ten. And and that's how he that's how he continues to apply pressure to the opposition every tackle. Mm, they protect him well, though. Eh? The, the high-rises, that they stand in front of him and, <laughs> and make it harder for the marker. Is that is that legal yep. or, uh, you know, can it be well, deemed an obstruction at times? Yeah, well, it, well, it can be because, like, you, you're actually not allowed to block. You're not allowed to stand in that position. It, it's something that, that, you know, referees talk about throughout the match. You know, they ask you not to stand there. Mm. Um, it's actually, you know, you've, I, I, I believe, you know, everyone's been told that you, like, you cannot stand there on the last play and act as a blocker. You're not, you're not allowed to do that when someone's going for a field goal. So yeah. I, I don't see how it's legal on on a normal last play. But you know, if if, if you want to put a little bit of extra effort in to try and go and get Nathan and put or kick pressure on, you can do it. You know the blockers there just to try and make you feel like it's hard to get him. Yeah. But if you yeah. really want, if you really want to, because they're they can if they if they choose to stand there, that's that's one thing. 
But if you put effort in to get past them and go to get Nathan, and they move and knock you and fall over, well, that is an obstruction. Yeah, good call. That's that's like that's like any other normal obstruction. So, like like all like all sport and things in life, fellas, if you put if you put in some effort, usually you get rewarded for it. Mm. So so for Parramatta defensively, um, they just need to put in as much effort as they can. Every single player to go and try and put a lot of pressure on Nathan and take his time away. Yeah. That, there's, there's no real secret to it. A couple of awesome spines too. Moses and Brown, Cleary and Lua, Gutho and Edwards, yeah. Coruscant and Marnie. Mm-hmm. Hey, we've run out of time, mate. Um, it's it's right on 7.30. Really, thank you for the year. Your insights are just unbelievable. We've loved having you part of the show. I know we'll have a chat during the summer. Uh, you've survived the camping. The family survived the camping, which is just <laughs> remarkable, um, given that uh, all you've been doing for the last 20-odd yeah. years is playing football. But you've, you've managed to get up there. Got through your first year as a coach. Uh, well done, mate. We survived. Survived. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> good, thank Great. We'll see you next year, eh? Thanks yeah, a lot. for sure. Cam Smith joining us. Uh, it's been wonderful right the way through the season. He's obviously tipping Penrith uh, to win this one, but uh, he's saying that uh, the Eels have to be at their very, very best. Yeah. We all know that. A lot to like about yeah. the Eels. Mm. And, uh, they need to be good to beat the mighty Panthers. Yeah, 7.30. It's just ticked past there. Vanessa's coming up with uh, news and weather. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.